Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everyone. What? (laughs) Hold on. Something was, that was weird. What? What? Sometimes, sometimes does your voice come out of you and you don't know it's you? Hmm. No. Okay. Never experienced that. Okay, just me. That's fine. Yeah, anyway, okay. hello everybody and welcome back to Roaring Twenties podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we get into Pride and Pickle, um, did I have I talked about this on the podcast before about the phenomenon of liking to get really disgustingly dirty before you have an event? I don't know if you've said it in those words. We know you're disgusting and rarely take a shower, but I don't know about an event. <laughs> I have this thing and I feel like other people must do this. Where like before you have like an event or like something like special coming up, I like to like let myself, oh my God, I can't believe we're going to do this. I like, like to let myself get like pretty gross because then when I degrossify, I feel extra beautiful. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I'll elaborate. So for example, like I will not shave my, any part of my body for like as long as possible beforehand so that when I do shave, I'm a slippery seal. And also like, I won't get my nails done for as long as possible beforehand. So then I'll be like, oh my God, I'm stunning. Or like, you know, all of the above, eyebrows, what like what have you, washing hair. Yeah. Oh, I, I could totally relate to that. I thought you were okay. I don't shower for like six weeks and then I get really stinky and then. Have you ever seen me not shower for six weeks? I don't know because I think for a while until I got to know you on an even deeper level and see you more often, like you kind of hid your grime a little, you know? (laughs) Well, I, 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 okay, for the record, I shower. I just don't shower every day. I shower like every like three days. You see, like, I don't think that, no, no shame to anyone who does the same, um, but I don't think people would pinpoint you for a every day. For an every day, every three dayer? Yeah. Are you an every dayer? Yes. I didn't even know not every day was an option. Oh, if you live by yourself and you work from your home, it's an option, baby. It's an option. A once a week. I, I, sh- Oh my gosh, she's making the funniest face with her tongue. She's eating peanut butter and she looks absolutely hilarious. Are you okay? Really cute. Also, I got her groomed yesterday and they they like hardly cut her hair. You did you say trim or did you say give her a little a, a bob? I didn't I didn't specify, so I guess it's my fault, but like she looks she she's she obviously like feels clean. And it, she look like there's certain parts that you can tell like oh much 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 neater. But in general, She's fluffy as a fluff ball. And I was hoping she'd be a little thinner. You know, she could she could lose a little of the fluff. Oh no. She's a floof ball. But anyway, but I I before I see anybody, of course I take a shower, but I do live alone and I work from my from my apartment most of the time. So um in those days you know, there might not always be a need for a shower. And listen, it's good for your hair and it's good for your skin to not shower every day, by the way. 
by the way. Wow. I think it's because I sweat every day that like, it's not conducive. I don't know. I like get stinky when I sweat. I don't know if you do, but like I get stinky. You like cardio and things. I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. But I do in terms of being disgusting in my own way, I do. Um, Cause some of my classes are like later in the day, I'll literally sit in my sweat all day. Like we're talking like takes a seven, a seven class goes straight to work, uses perhaps a baby wipe, perhaps a Trader Joe's cucumber wipe on her body and sits in her dang sweat for nine hours at work and then comes home. And yeah. I think we should normalize that. Do you? Because I don't even care about other, at this point, I'm like, I smell bad, sorry. Um, But for myself, sometimes I don't like to smell myself. I know. Sometimes you feel, you're like, wow, I'm absolutely disgusting. Oh, it's like disgusting, but we do what we can. <laughs> as I feel like as long as you're not impeding on other people, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, do your thing. Shine bright. Smell yeah. Swipe on a deodorant and you're good to go. Maybe not a natural one if you're really stinky because that'll just up the stink. Do you still use that? No. Fuck no. I, I The natural deodorants, I'm sorry. If you want to sponsor us, I'll use you again, but like. <laughs> I'll give you another ghost keys. <laughs> I'll give you another try. But it just doesn't do it. Yeah, it doesn't I do it. I love the idea of it, and I wish it would do it, but it just doesn't do it. It's not it. Not Sorry. it. I feel like I smell worse. With oh, I smell way worse. It's actually terrifying. Like, I didn't even know my body could produce the smell that it, that it does. I think there is some sort of thing that you're, you, like, kind of go through, like, a detox, and you need to, like, let yourself go through that detox, and then it starts to work better, but I think the detox period is, like, 12 weeks, and I can't afford that. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I'm gonna, like, literally ruin everyone's nostrils around me. Yeah. They're, what is it? Cilia? Cilia? Their nose hairs are gonna burn off by the time I'm adapted. Um, have you ever waxed your nose hairs? waxed them no have you no but like should you, should we do people like, wax their nose hairs oh yeah are you sure is this one of those things where you confidently say something no and no i know that i know that i've seen it them? done yeah they put a waxing strip up their nostrils what if your nostrils too small? they put it on like one of those large q-tips <laughs> and they stick it up there and then they rip it out i've seen it happen where have you seen this? Bombshell brows. Oh my God. We love a bombshell brow. Um, that's really fascinating. No, I've only seen people on TV shows use like the- The trimmers? Yes, a nose hair trimmer. I feel like I've only ever seen men use those. Do they, are women allowed? Women can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, they can, you're right. <laughs> I don't know if I need an episode, huh? I just worry sometimes. I'm like, is my nose hairy? I don't know. What if I don't know? I don't think so. I think someone would have noticed by now. Our friends are very honest. I hope someone would have told me. Yeah, I hope someone would have been like, Jellia, it's time. <laughs> it's time. I hope so. Me and Haley were talking about that today. Like, I would so much rather my friend tell me that I need to improve on something than to just let me walk around on on this planet looking some sort of way. Oh, me too. Like I always have food on my face. Like after I eat anything, it's on some part of my face. Um, and I just, I appreciate when people are like, you know, it's literally everywhere, right? Like, because I don't, I often don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I appreciate when someone tells me. Truly. Yeah. I normalize that too. Fuck yeah. Well, that's not what this episode is about, but um, what's yeah, this about, Brenda? Um, this episode. Hmm. Well, we're actually doing two episodes tonight in terms of recording 
recording for you guys because that's what we do on our Friday nights. But we thought that we would focus on like big phases or what feel like big phases in our lives right now or like big focuses. Um, so one whole episode on kind of what my big focus is right now. Um, and then one big episode on Julia's focus right now. So oh, I love that big focus. I didn't big, know we were calling them that. Great. Oh, me either. Those are just the words that came out of me. I like it. I like it. And yeah, so for me. Well, don't start yet. We have to do Pride and Pickle first. Yes. So to be continued? First, though. First. It's time for Pride and Pickle. Yeah. Um, my pride. My pride, my pride. Wow, I normally think about these. I haven't thought about it. Your pride should be that you get to look at me with all these pimple patches on my face. Wow, so much pride. It's stunning. Um, okay, I guess I'll make it silly because I really have nothing to say. Um, my pride, or I haven't reflected enough, is that, oh, that I've been more consistent with my like mindfulness practices, which is a big deal for me because I just haven't been for a little bit. Um, but I'm being very uh. interested them. And I've really incorporated a lot more like visualization. And I never really like understood that mm. or like understood the purpose or like whatever. Um, but I have been and I really enjoy it. Um, and then my pick uh. is that I have some family visiting from South America and there's a little, little girl. <laughs> I saw her on your story. <laughs> and she's special, meaning like she, she's so chatty. And like, so everything that it's like so funny because I kind of hide from her. Yeah, like, at your house. yeah, she's staying at my house and, but she's upstairs in the guest room with her parents. And I literally like escape through the back door. And then in the mornings, like I sneak in through the back because I like, don't want to like my morning time, my me time has become so like sacred to me now that I'm like, I, I can't have this interfere. <laughs> like I can't have somebody asking me like, what are you doing? Which makes seem like such a bitch, but like, no, you know, funny. credit to all the moms that have to deal with that. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. So, um, that's a wrap. Okay. I don't think you're a bad person. My brother cannot stand her. She calls my brother a dirty, smelly rat. <laughs> <laughs> really mean. I know she's like a little nasty, but like also has a big, Did anyone tell her she shouldn't call people that? Yeah. But then she like laughs and calls. And then when we say something, she's like, I'm just kidding. He's a sweet duckling. And we're like, I'm so confused. And like, she'll play Minecraft with my brother on his Xbox. It's like really confusing. Um, but she told me today on our way home, she said, I want to take you back home with me and I want to steal you to be my sister. So I was like, oh. I'm very conflicted about your, what, <laughs> who you are and what you offer. Girl, make up your mind. Literally. We don't like flip floppers around here. Seriously, like be consistent. <laughs> Consistency is key, honey. Mm-hmm. Tell me about you, girl. Um, my pride. Oh my god, why is it just escaping me right now? I just had it in my brain. Um, my pride is that I bullied my mom. Me and my sister bullied my mother this week to get her hair dyed because she has been neglecting her hair coloring. You had a rudy cutie. Um, the roots were out of control. Caitlin and I had to bully her for two weeks, like full on bully her going back to, I wish someone would tell me we literally had to bully her until she finally made an appointment. She went today and she is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. I always forget how much darker the hair is. She has like my colored hair Mm -hmm. and she dyes it blonde. 
like like belong yeah so you cannot let that stuff go and she has let it go the last time she got her hair done I think she said was like Christmas well that's a lot of growth it was like brown down to her shoulders and then like blonde the rest of the way and she's pretty long hair so it was not looking cute that's hilarious. So we had to absolutely bully her for two weeks, but she finally gave in to our bullying. I just think that that's how you love someone, you know? A little, honest. a little, yeah, a little honesty. Um, and then my, oh no, my real pride was that I told Brenna, I was talking to Brenna about this this morning. I was on like this like panel thing this morning, uh, which I didn't think was going to be like an actual thing. And then it turned out to be like kind of an actual thing talking about podcasts. And I was the only female podcaster on the panel it was all male podcasters and I I from what I could tell they were not in they were above their 20s like I think uh, most of them were in their 30s there's a bunch of like comedians but I was the only female podcaster on the panel and I was the only person in their 20s and every time like I would speak I would everyone would be like and then like other people would be speak they'd be like well let's go back to Julia and like ask Julia's opinion on this and like and it felt very validating it was just like really nice to be I mean and uh, in one way it's like oh you're surprised that I'm so smart and eloquent because I'm young which Mm -hmm. felt a little like hmm interesting Mm -hmm. that you are surprised that I am smart because I'm in my 20s but it was nice as being like the woman in the room that I'm the one that everyone kept coming back to including the men which was like validating in that way so but it was interesting to like have that experience of like what people expect about you before they hear you speak and I was you know here we're we're funny and we're vulnerable but there I was being much more kind of eloquent and studious and you know in a light that I don't people don't usually see me in in terms of like a business setting but it was just it was an interesting experience but it was a good one in in terms of um that my I felt that my voice added something in the in the room which was nice but my pickle hold up hold up um she has something to say yeah no I I, no don't be sorry no I just wanted to like celebrate that for a sec just because I wish you were there I didn't know it was gonna be such a thing I thought it was just popping on oh my god I don't care I'm I'm genuinely I'm so happy you got to experience that because I feel like you know I was I was reflecting earlier before you even said that to me um in general just about how like (laughs) we're so nonchalant about what it is that we do here like it's it's so weird and I know we say it to each other all the time but it just means so much to us and we have such a belief in it and we love it that we forget that we're good at it and we forget that it's we don't forget that we have something special but we forget that something like this and it's not like to boast or whatever but this this medium comes so naturally to us because of how authentic what we're doing is yeah and I think we forget that it's like a skill that like doesn't come as naturally to many people. Um, It doesn't mean that we don't have areas in where we can improve. Everybody can improve anywhere, but it's just like, there's so much more to celebrate that we don't take the time to celebrate about this situation beyond like, I'm so proud of us, bud. I love you. Like we're doing great things. And we're so good at that at uplifting each other and being proud and everything. But like, we forget like, that's a big fucking deal. And I think it's a lot, you know, when you have goals, we've talked about this with guests before, when you have goals, it's hard to sometimes give yourself the credit that's due when you're like, but we have all this way to go. We have all these things we want to do. It's hard to sometimes take a step back and see like, okay, but yes, and you'll get there. But like, also you're doing really good. And I think too, something like one one woman was like, you know, they were talking about like content of shows and it was like, and I was talking about, you know, possibly providing 
what we have goals to do to provide for our audience. And she's like, I can't believe that there would be more that you could do it. Like, it sounds like you guys already provide so much for your audience. And I was like, hmm, thank you. Like, yeah, I guess so. Like, you know, like even to have an outside perspective to be like, oh yeah, like there, yeah, of course there's more that we want to do and more we can do, but like to realize the, the good that you are doing or the benefit that you are providing for whatever it is you do. Like this was our, this is an experience to our show, but whatever it is that you're doing to like take that step back. Yeah, no, for sure. And it, and it's so cool. And it, it is, I'm just, I'm really glad that you experienced that because I think not only is it validating to know that like people who've never even heard the show or just to hear about the mission or hear about the people or the content and all that stuff, believe like believe in it without even hearing in it yeah. or believe in its potential, like incredibly, incredibly validating. And and to like as your role as a podcaster in general. So yeah. also also how I think like like you mentioned to being talented at it and that it comes very easy to us. And yes, it's a topic that we can talk about all day, every single day, because we're living it, but also like the amount of work that we've put in. Like I felt very I felt much more knowledgeable even than the people that have been in the game for longer, just because we really do put a lot of work into it and we do it all ourselves whereas like a lot of other people outsource like to have that knowledge feels empowering yeah for sure what about your pick girl what's my pick what's my pick also it's a new moon today I know this is coming out next week but it is a new moon in Aquarius oh Brenda that's you um in this moment um and it's Leo season we're very happy about that as well my pickle is my pickle is just that I still have things on the to-do list that I haven't crossed off yet. Um, I'm much less stressed about them. They feel much less pressing. Um, but I am still procrastinating on certain things. And I've just got to do it. Mm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Relatable. It's hard. And it's hard to know that it's still there and not really want to do it. <laughs> and that's that. And that's that on that. But anyway, bud, kick it off. Um, what's your big thing for, for this? I mean, I guess it's not that big. But um, on your mind, it's a big thing. Yeah. So I guess I'm just going to be like incredibly specific. You're right. Because people like that. So I feel like there's like this whole topic that I've been kind of tiptoeing around for the past, I want to say since we started the show, but I haven't developed like my, hadn't developed my full thoughts on it. Um, We had Celeste Reigns Turk on a little while back and she kind of started to open my eyes. Her and I would say Jordan Syatt when we had him on the show, like started to get my gears turning when it came to this whole space in the fitness wellness world where like you can do it all. Like you can respect people. You can believe in equality for all people in different body types, shapes, sizes, continue this narrative of acknowledging that there are some inequalities in the world, that there are some mixed messaging, that there is some extremism, but then also this place of like, you can still, you know, pursue whatever goals it is that you want. And it doesn't make you a bad person. I was really struggling with that. And a big piece of that for me is I had, so you guys know my history when it comes to the extreme tendencies that I ended up in after pursuing weight loss back in college, um, where I really struggled with binge eating at a point, restricting lots of, I guess, compulsive overeating, and then um, restricting the next day, and then overexercising, all these things. Um, I was in a really rough place with my mental health at that point and tied so much of my worth to my weight. I thought people were time and time again, comparing myself to how they saw me the last time and liked me better at a smaller size. And I could go on and on about all of those things. But 
I ended up joining a program um, all focused on food freedom. And it really introduced me to this whole space of like body positivity, body confidence, you know, body acceptance, body neutrality, all those things. And I absolutely believe that that space served me and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for every piece of it because it led me here. But I do feel that in some ways, and it's been something I've been grappling with now, um, I do think it made my transition to finding this middle ground of like a peaceful and balanced space with food a little bit tricky because once I found the acceptance and peace with myself, I just felt like I, there was this other thing that I wanted. Like I wanted to be this version of me that just like felt super strong and did like all these hard, crazy things in the gym, but I didn't think like I was allowed to. Um, and I know that not everybody feels that way, right? Like there are so many people um, that I either know or have come across that are like, huh? Like, why would you feel bad about that? But I think that sometimes just based on like groups and communities and belonging that sometimes when we feel like we're straying away from a particular belief system or thought or community that it kind of makes you question yourself mm -hmm. so I had a really tricky time tackling that but ultimately came to terms with that I really had to do whatever it was that served me best so I started working with a coach and I started just pursuing the goals in a way that was sustainable and I've honestly never felt better all around. And now that I'm being honest about where it is that I am, especially because I am a little bit more open on social media nowadays, um, I just feel a lot more like honest and authentic because I feel like I'm not like hiding those pieces anymore. So yeah, that's kind of been what I've, what I've been navigating. And let's see, I read this thing and then we can move forward to elsewhere. But um, Celeste posted something or wrote an article and it was, when I realized I could be hashtag body positive and hashtag fitspo, I was able to regain, regain control over my relationship with food. It stopped controlling me and started nourishing me in more ways than I ever allowed it to before. Identifying yourself as paleo, vegan, keto, carnivore, pescatarian, clean, or anything else gives you a sense of belonging and community, which is awesome. The problem starts when your movement and beliefs for your life turn you against other people, making them wrong for their choices. Mm -hmm. Leads to asserting moral hierarchies and refusing inclusion. Or if the reasoning to subscribe to these ideologies is not based on your true needs, but more off of ill intentions and beliefs towards your body. Every person has individual needs, desires, and goals and needs to have a healthy relationship with food. You need to be able to express your own choices without having your freedom to choose infringed upon the beliefs and opinions of others. You don't have to belong to one community or mindset around eating. Ignore the naysayers who can't, who can't because a healthy relationship with food isn't meant to be rigid. It's flexible and can evolve and you get to choose. If you don't feel that making different choices is safe or allowed, then your relationship with that can suffer. You can be healthy at any size and you can pursue health at any size. You can be disciplined and still know freedom. You can promote self-love and body acceptance while also hitting the gym every day, consciously considering what you eat and monitoring all variables that factor into your body's function, feeling, and form. And I was just like, yeah. Our episode was less. She rocks. She, she really, really rocks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of what she says not only applies to this specific topic, 
but the sense of like not everything has to be so rigid and so black and white like we are not meant to live in a black and white world like we're meant to live in that gray space we're meant to you know be able to be fluid to change to evolve to grow to feel this way and also this way because we're human because we're not machines like that is such a part of the human experience that should not be shamed to feel like you're a part of multiple communities, even if maybe someone said that those communities are in um, disagreement with each other. Just because someone said that, that doesn't mean it's true. That it might be for them, but it doesn't have to be for you. They, you know, it's that thing. It's that thing I always talk about in yoga. The, the both and. You know, you uh, we can exist in in multiple spaces, um, in a very grounded way. And also the part about, you know, what works for someone else might not work for you. And what's important is to respect people. Like when it comes to anything, when it comes to food, when it comes to beliefs, whatever it may be, like respecting that people are allowed to have their own journeys and their journey doesn't infringe on your journey. Yeah, for sure. And I just feel like there's a lot of emotion around this space and I get it. And like, that's obviously why I would tiptoe around it so much is because I get the emotion around it. But I just realized how limiting it can be. And we actually had, um, I had someone message me on my account and then on our podcast about account to talk about like this piece of it, because obviously like it's evolved over time and I'm being so much more transparent about it. But there's this like gap between like, how did we get from point A to point B? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just think I have like, you know, I saw someone posting something the other day about like, transformation pictures being like super like unethical and like all that stuff and I just think that so often like we do attribute like you said that black and white thinking like someone like we create a meaning around something based on our own thoughts our own projections and all that stuff and I know for a fact if I were to see someone's quote-unquote physical transformation in a photo a couple of months maybe even a year or two ago like I would have felt the same way I would have felt like honestly very triggered and been like, you know, they're putting all their value on their body. What the hell? Like, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is that right now, I think the reason I feel so called and like, I can't shut the fuck up about like this space that I'm in right now is because it's not like solely about that for me. Like for me, the strength that I've gained in my, in my physical self is a complete byproduct of so many stories that I've rewritten inside my mind. And like, it's, it's, it's such a byproduct that I can't, like, I heard actually on Shanae Alexander's podcast the other day, something about like, you can't expect that changing your body is going to change your mind. Like you have to change your mind. And then perhaps as a byproduct, like other things will happen. Um, but I think that we, there's just like so many conflicting opinions (laughs) and stuff like that, which makes it really, really hard. Yeah. Well, I will say, I think that the journey that you went through of kind of needing to like you know, kind of clean house in a way of like really just, you know, cut things off and like kind of start from nothing, I think it was important to your journey. And I also think that what the what the key is and what I can now see that you've come to is that, and what I do love about the, that whole, uh, I'm not sure the right terms because I don't, I don't, I haven't paid as much attention to it as I can of like the body positivity community and which I, which I very much agree with, but what I think is important there and important, and I've seen important in your journey of 
everybody should be in a place where you love yourself for you as you are. And with that love, you're then allowed to like have goals for yourself that are mental or physical or, you know, health related. You're allowed to have that. But what's important is that looking a certain way or weighing a certain number does not make you love yourself more or less. And that's what I think that what is so important about that, the the talks around that in that community and why it should be in conjunction to what you're doing now is that the the root of everything needs to be self-love. It needs to be that no matter what I look like, no matter what number I am on the scale, like I am worthy, I am valuable, I and I have a love and a relationship with myself that is positive. And then if you have goals, sure, why not? You should have goals. I mean, I'm not saying you should have you, you should have fitness goals, but for your life, you should have goals. So whatever they are, if they happen to be physical, like that's fine as long as it's not impeding on your level of worthiness. And I think that that really is what the message is meant to be. But then, you know, people make things extreme. But I think getting back to the, what the core of it really is, and I really, from what I've heard enough, I really do believe that that is the core of that movement. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think, and I think at the end of the day, like we just want everyone, I hope, right, to be happy to feel safe, to feel, you know, comfortable and confident and everything in between. And I think that's the piece that like I was missing is I felt like I wasn't allowed to actually pursue what, what I wanted to feel because of what that could say about where it is that I was like a big to other people. Yes. Like to, to the, to a lot of the people that were were in the community that I was in when it comes to like freedom and body acceptance and neutrality and all of that stuff. I felt as though, although nobody directly says like, you absolutely can't do this. I think there's this message that, that, and again, not to generalize to everyone, but I think at least there's this pressure that like, if you are choosing consciously to change your body, then that must mean you don't love it as it is. And you don't, you know, that you don't actually believe in what it is that you say that you believe. And it's just, I don't know, it's very confusing and conflicting, but honestly, like to use a very specific example and for anyone that's listening, like I'm going to talk not about specific numbers when it comes to weight, but just numbers in general that like, I think that to an extent created some limiting beliefs for me. Like when I first started working and I'm just being very specific just because of the messages I've gotten, I'm trying to not be so general. Um, but like, I, I feel like I had such a limited idea and limited scope of what was possible for me because of these news stories that I had rewritten. Like when I first started working with Arielle, um, who is my coach, I had said to her like, ah, like she'd asked me if I had a specific like goal weight or something like that. And I was like, I, I don't know, like maybe lose five pounds. Like I don't freaking know. And the reality is like right now, as just like a tangible example, like I'm existing I want to say about 20 pounds less than what I had envisioned was even possible for me. And it's not about the number. It's not this grand scheme thing. It's not the worth anything like that. It's solely like a tangible example of like my vision of what was possible for me based on these like stories that I had rewritten. Like I only believed that certain things were possible in extremes. Yes. I spend a good amount of time working on fitness. Yes. I spend like, um, 
intentional time creating meals for the week, but it's just so different when there was a point in my life where all of that stuff was a non-negotiable because I was afraid of what would happen if I didn't. Whereas now I'm significantly like healthier all around, Mm. but but I'm also like everything about like my composition, like just everything about me is different than it was because it's not extreme. Right. And And also your why for doing it. Yeah. Your why used to be because you believed that you would have been worth more in a smaller body. 100%. I I believed it to my core. And Brenda and I do not believe that a smaller body is not a better body. Um, But your belief about it is different now. Your belief about it is being strong, about being healthy, about being, you know, your mental health being strong. Like, it's a very much different why and a different belief in your worthiness. Like, and I think that that's what I was trying to say before about the important thing is like that where, wherever you are, whether you weren't at that 20 pounds less, like yeah, you would still be worthy of love, joy, success, all of the things. And, and it's, it's about the why you're doing it, which I think that you've been very, very, um, clear on and has completely shifted 100% yeah and I, and obviously I feel deeply uncomfortable even saying like um numbers and stuff like that out loud but it's just for me it was such a tangible thing and I literally just thought about it the other day I was just like whoa like there's so much that I didn't even believe like was possible for me and I don't even mean for others in the sense of just fitness but I think so often whether it's fear uh for ourselves or what others would think or whatever we start to like uh, what's the word, like shrink the vision of what we believe is possible for us out of like, oh, maybe that's not for me. Oh yeah. I think that's a great point. Yeah. And, and it's just like, but how do you know? Like, have you tried, have you tried in this way? Have you, and, and this is key. Like, I don't believe that if you need support in certain areas in whatever way with your freaking finances, like if, if this is your, your first time in the world ever investing, perhaps, you know, don't invest a gazillion dollars into the stock market if you have no experience like get the right support get the right tool yeah um but I I just think so often we convince ourselves that things aren't for us and therefore you know we just have to accept that and I think that for me is was such a big takeaway is I don't ever want to like let myself feel stuck I would rather risk than regret Mm -hmm. and that for me who's someone that really loves control and all of that is, is a tough thing to say, but I realized more than ever that, that risking and having an answer that maybe, it, maybe it isn't for me, maybe that my fear was right, um, is better to me than not trying and having regrets. Mm-hmm. You also, you also set up really good systems for yourself in terms of community and people that you can go to and being vulnerable about where you are on your journey and being truthful with yourself. Like, you you put that all in place before you know going down whatever journey that you now are on which I think was an important piece because you know it, it could have maybe not worked out it could have yeah. you could have not been ready to do that because there were still things you had to unlearn or still things that you had to deal with on a uh, mental or subconscious or conscious level um, but you you set yourself up for support if that were to be the case absolutely I think more more often times than not I think out of like a a protective mechanism 
I assume that my, that something is wrong or bad, meaning like I'll touch base with a friend, whether it's Julia, whether it's Haley, whether it's Ash, like Liz, someone, I'll just be like, Hey, I'm going to say this thought out loud and tell me what you think. Um, and it doesn't mean that my friends will always be right either, but I always feel safe in having someone that I love and trust just like know what thought is going through, or at least having me process it. Um, and I've had instances where I'm like, all right, let's unpack that. Something that I've been doing a lot recently is any time that I feel slightly triggered about anything, literally unrelated to, to food and body in any capacity, I'll just be like, okay, this is an opportunity to learn something. Um, and that includes yesterday. This is this is so unrelated. It's ridiculous. But like, um, I just think it, it can be so beneficial. Like yesterday I was with Chris and he was being, he like got out of the shower and was being like a little quiet. He is someone who like silence to him is very normal. It's his piece where I'm like a chatty Kathy and like want to mm-hmm. connect. And especially if we don't have that much time together. Um, I find that I'm less sensitive to silence if we have more time together versus if it's like our only night then I'm like I want to talk I'm going to talk um and I found myself yesterday getting very like I don't even know triggered is the word but very sensitive about that even though logically know like oh he's literally things yeah like rejuvenating for five minutes honey like silence is okay but in my head I was having these thoughts about like you know uh, he's not feeling connected to me. He wants me to go home. Like, I feel so embarrassed saying this out loud, but no, we all have those certain things that we just kind of go down a little spiral about. Yeah. And then I, I literally asked myself in that moment, I said, this is an opportunity to learn. Like, why am I feeling triggered? What, like, cause I, you know, you feel the feeling yeah. and then sometimes you run with it or you, something I've done in my, in my lifetime, I'll, I'll admit is then I get quiet. Yeah. And- get like you know weird and I'm like no and I and I in that moment I said to myself like okay like why am I feeling this what stories am I creating around his literal silence (laughs) um and then what greater meaning am I attributing to that and do I really want this in this moment yes I've been doing that too I've been doing the exactly doesn't it make all the difference all the difference and then I'll literally be like, oh, okay. Like, then I get proud of myself because I'm like, I just saved myself basically a whole night of me reacting to a one-sided, like, argument. Something that you have created in your head with no conversation or context or anything. Nothing. And instead of, you know, either re- reacting negatively or whatever, I literally just was honest. And, and I said, honestly, like, I... I really love our time together and I find that I'm getting sad about even being sad because I want to feel more connected to you. And like, that's what it comes down to. Like I recognize that I just wanted to feel super connected Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel that in that exact moment. So why would I, you know, make us feel less connected versus creating the connection myself through being vulnerable and honest, you know? Exactly. Or I think sometimes it's as simple as like asking like, hey, like, what do you need right now? You know, like, I think I've been trying to do that a lot of like, okay, like, I'm, I'm like, maybe I'm reacting to something, you know, for whatever reason, but that's not what that person is trying to like convey or something. And it could be as simple as like, like, let me know what you need right now. Or like, what do you need right now? And, And then, and then you easily see that it's not about you. 
No, it's like, someone oh. might just need something right then and there. Like, you know, it's so often not ever about the story that you've made up in your head. It's not. No. And I think that it's just really powerful when we take the time to like actually, and it's hard. Like I know it's hard in the moment, but like to take the time to actually like think about why it is that we're feeling that way. Like I, I know that his life is chaotic and a few moments of silence in my presence right. to him. It's probably is the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like to him, like having, having our, our feet wrapped up together while he's just like, like while he's chilling and, and yeah, cause you're there, but he's, yeah. and, and he's getting to relax. Totally. Um, so yeah, it's like, it was a, a weird example, but it's just something that I realize And I hope that you guys will take, I'm obviously not an expert. We're not experts when it comes to that, but just like anytime that you feel almost like an automatic reaction to something, especially if it's like anywhere near like uh, like a visceral reaction to something like taking a step back and really asking yourself like what am I feeling and why am I feeling that way because mm-hmm. I every single time I've done that recently I've learned something me too yeah I've been doing that a lot I think it's a really powerful practice um to wrap it up but what do you feel like you've like learned the most like on this journey so far and where do you feel like you're at right now Yeah. Um, I think I've learned as we always talk about that, it's okay to evolve and own our truth. But I realized that I was that just like any extreme isn't self-serving. Um, cause I think before I was hyper-focused on food and fitness in general. And then for a while I was, I was obsessed with avoiding anything that had to do with it. Um, because I thought I had to. So I realized that you will know, like you don't know until you know. And I real I have to actively try to not, you know, wonder what would have happened differently if I had done this there and this there and just like accept that where I am is where I am. Yeah. Um, but I I've learned that the more authentically that I show up as me, not only do I feel the most aligned, but I attract the type of people that I want in my corner in that moment. Like, I feel like now I'm having so many people, you know, that I'm connecting with that I just feel like up-leveled by and feel this like standard of excellence that I personally really crave. And I have come to terms with that not everybody's always going to get it in the way that other people get it for in different areas. Like, and that it, I can't make it my job for everyone to get it. No, because what works for you is going to be different. Like, I think you really, and we talked about this in your astrology last week, you really vibe off of discipline and structure. And I would not do well in that environment. Like, yeah. that would not be serving for me. So, and not one way is right and not one way is wrong. It's really what works for you. And supporting other people in their journey and realizing that what works for them is great for them and what works for you is great for you. And we could all love each other and just Absolutely. be happy for each other. And it's really yeah. about the both end. You can exist. You don't, it doesn't have to be black and white. You can exist in multiple spaces. For sure. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I've had too, is I guess I didn't fully know that about myself until now. Like I didn't know that like for some like the the discipline like it gets me going like it really gets me going and I guess because I I automatically don't have- scheduled for every single moment of your entire life I know but like this level of it like I don't know what it is just like the level of detail I don't know I think it's because 
I consider myself such like a soft person with like a very soft heart that I, I guess I feel like I lean in, which maybe this is like controversial to say, but I feel like I in, in for some, yeah, probably is controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, you know how like Ali Bonar was talking to us about like this, like masculine energy versus feminine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like a feminine energy most of the time, but I feel like I'm like discovering this more like hardo piece of myself or more like, um, like tougher piece of myself. And I like her. Yeah. And like, and you're allowed to be both. You're allowed to have totally. both. And you're allowed to experience certain energies in certain situations more. And I think that that's beautiful. And I, it, I have seen it be very empowering to you. I feel like you show up much more confidently and much more empowered. You've been more empowered to speak your truth in a lot of ways. And like, that is so awesome. And if that is creating that for you, then great. Yeah. And I think the last thing I'll say is I think all throughout my life, like I remember people always being like, and I love this, don't get me wrong, but they'd be like, she's so sweet and nice and cute. And I'd be like, okay, but like, I'm also like, I'm a bad, a bad bitch. Yeah. And like, yes. I feel like, I feel a lot more like that nowadays. I love and- that for you. Uh, you. And you also can be sweet and nice and cute and also be a bad bitch. Totally. I just feel like the, uh, the other piece, like it was only one at yeah. that was yeah. focused on, you know? Um, so yeah, it's been interesting. It's been, it's been a time and it's been also like simultaneously hard wondering what people think, but I'm not leaning into that. We're doing what we're doing. It doesn't matter what other people think. It's your journey. So you have to do what is right for you. Yeah. So that's that on that. Thanks for sharing, bud. Thanks for letting me share. Love that. And I just, you know, just to say like, wherever you are in your journey, like good for you, like you're, you're on the journey and that's what matters. And every, you are beautiful. You are worthy of everything this life has to offer, no matter where on the spectrum you are. Um, and, and you do you girl, whatever makes you feel good. Absolutely. And I know that there would have been a point where I would not have been ready to receive or listen to this information or been like super triggered by listening to um, an episode like this, just out of maybe in one point, just not having those beliefs and not wanting that, or in another point, totally differently being like, I want that. And I'm not ready to like admit that to myself or not sure where to start. So just sending love to you, no matter where it is that you are, you're no better or worse for feeling one way or another. I think at the end of the day, we just want peace, joy, love, confidence, everything in between for one another. And if you're curious and just like chatting and getting more specific on whatever, I'm happy to do it. You guys can always DM us both. Um, our journeys are super different, but both still super relevant and hopefully relatable to you. Um, and hopefully we provided something at least to keep you listening while you're doing your laundry or driving or walking, um, and provided some showering that kept everyone around, to be honest. People are listening in the shower? No, my, my shower schedule is what keeps people interested. Oh, for sure. They love to know how much you smell. (laughs) No, but really, but thank you for sharing, um, I know this is something that many of our friends have dealt with and a lot of women, especially in their 20s, deal with. So um, Brenda's great to talk to. You guys should reach out to her if you um, are struggling or you feel like you are not no, you don't know where to turn next in your journey. Um, Brenda's so vulnerable and I know she would, would be willing to chat. Oh yeah, would love, would not shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, you are a 10 out of 10 baby goodbye everybody bye everyone 
Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.